and welcome back to the Simply Marie podcast. I'm Alexis. And I'm Kaylee. And we're here again for another episode. Kaylee, how was your week? Uh, it was good. I didn't really, I basically just work all week, but... Are you working Monday through Thursday or... No, I work Tuesday through Friday. I didn't really do anything. I did want to mention, though, um, I've been watching have you watched gossip girl yes you did yes oh my god why didn't you ever tell me about it no one ever told me to watch that i was like i like knew it was a thing that like people watched i was like eh that's probably not like my vibe i started watching it it's my vibe vibe. yeah i didn't like a real because you're very into reality yeah almost like a reality show but like but there's like drama and like i was like yeah so i've been watching that which has been taking up a lot of my time which I ain't mad about because it's a good show, but I'm just like, how it's been. How did you sleep on it? For so literally, long? I was just like, I was like, I probably won't even like it. I'll just watch the first episode and the first episode. I was like, okay, I'm hooked. And there's like six seasons, and I'm yeah. like, what I. What season are you on? Two. Oh, okay. So I watched a whole the first season this week, but I like can't stop watching it. It's so good like there's always something happening literally and i will i needed to edit our first episode of the podcast but i was like i really want to watch gossip girl <laughs> like, i'll just watch one episode and then i'm like watching it until 1 a.m so are you ever watching a show and like you almost feel like you're cheating on another show like Mm-mm. do you ever start something and you're like okay because that is literally me so on nick at night every night from 9 to 2 a.m 9 p.m to 2 a.m friends is on yes roll your eyes and i know but it's not on any streaming platform right now yeah it was on netflix but i think they took it away yeah they took it off like january 1st or Mm -hmm. something and so it's not on any streaming network right now until they make their reunion and then it'll be on like hbo or something i don't even know but so I, i get my little ounce of it the episodes are not in order in any way shape or form but i get my little kick out of it okay well i started sweet magnolias which is it literally just got released like in may i want to say um and it has jamie lynn spears from zoe 101 oh okay yeah so i was like shoot like i love her loved her then might love her now let's see and it was so good so addicting i really need to look before i start something of how many episodes there are because there's only 10 or like it was one season so i don't even know maybe it was like nine or ten yeah i um i feel the same way i like having like many seasons like yeah, for pretty little liars yeah like i used to watch pre i've watched the pretty little liars the whole entire every single episode in every season like four times just because yeah. i like having something that i know like the story is going to continue to to go like that's why i'm excited to watch the gossip girls because i think there's six seasons so it's going to take me a while to finish it but I also watched um, Dead to Me, which is really good. That's on Netflix. I think there's two seasons of that. And then I watched um, I watched Little Fires Everywhere, which is on Hulu. But that only has one season. Oh, okay. Then maybe I won't start that. Because I did just get Hulu. No, you should watch it. It's a really good show. We just finished Ozark. Because, like, every night my parents and I watch, like, one episode mm-hmm. of some show together. And ozark it was really hard to get into i was not my fan yeah i watched the first episode of ozark and then i just stopped yeah. i was like it's not me so it's honestly the absolute worst well one of the worst but now we, we finished the last episode last night and i'm like i'm just sick of like 
these cliffhangers. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm an actually anxious person, and, like, I get connections to these people. Yeah. And then I don't know what happens to them. Are they dead? Are they alive? Like, what is gonna go? And the thing is, is with the corona, everything's being pushed back. Like, I've, yeah. I'm, like, heavily invested in Riverdale, but the next season isn't even coming out until 2021. So it's just, like, I literally have a year to wait. I just, I feel like I'm on a hold with a lot of my shows right now. Same, that's why I just... The Doctor, The Good Place just ended, they didn't get renewed, mm-hmm. like, just, like, sitting here waiting. That's surprising that they didn't get renewed, I feel like. It was at a standstill. It oh, was really? Much like, where else can they go with this? I've never watched it, but I heard a lot of people talking about it. It's really good. I have, like, a bunch of laptop stickers that, like, pulling motherforking shirt balls. Yeah. It's really awkward when the kids at Nanny ask me what that means. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about... How to fill a room? How to take up space. How to take up or space. Like the idea of taking up space. So, base, like, essentially, like, owning a room. Yeah. your ish. So, we're going to be talking about ways to almost be comfortable, like, in your own skin almost, and build yeah. your confidence and feel as if you're meant to be there. Like, not make yourself feel smaller because you feel like you're not supposed to be in the room. Type, yeah. Like, quote, like, unquote. The main things was like that brought my attention to this was there was an episode I was listening to a while about like body positivity and stuff. So I followed these girls on Instagram and they were posting a lot of pictures of like plus size models or just like mm-hmm. how airy, you know, doesn't Photoshop anything anymore, touch up anything. It's just like completely like authentic and it was all about like take up space like don't feel insecure about like taking up a little more space like like physically but then I was like oh like that's a cool concept like not worrying about like taking up space in a room physically but then when I like kind of dove deeper into the idea of taking up space it's like it means so much more than just like your body being a little big Mm -hmm. or existent I guess not even big but it's like also just like you being alive like there's no reason to apologize for it and all that yeah so i mean did you want to read that quote first yes so the quote is a little deep but in a little long yeah i really liked the ideas and it just like ties in so many other concepts that we wanted to touch on today and i feel like it like almost embody like embodies this whole conversation into one yeah like paragraph and like because it talks about like the physical and the mental i don't know exactly who the author is it says eh i don't know if that stands for some initials yeah i honestly don't know but i found it on pinterest and it says she folded her life like origami made what was large into something so small bending increasing her edges until she filled almost no room at all she'd learned to always say sorry that she was a burden for taking up space and so into herself she folded locked in her own suffocating embrace the world tore at all of her edges once sharp corners had started to fray now so tiny that nobody noticed as she slowly began to decay reduced to just ashes of moments the wind swept her off the floor and her pieces were scattered in places she'd not dared to inhabit before as her eyes took in all of the beauty of a world which she'd lived life deprived She'd learned there's no need to say sorry. Taking up space simply means you're alive. I like that. I just like the end, like, the last line 
like definitely the most yeah like taking up space simply means you're alive like there's no reason to apologize for it like for being alive or even like feeling as if you need to make yourself smaller like I can be they were saying that she folded her edges like she just was making herself feel smaller but like you don't need to do that because you have the right to take up as much space as you want like just as the next person you know what I mean you don't have to make yourself feel smaller to make other people feel some type of way you know what I mean yeah and like definitely with like I mean I know this doesn't exactly correlate to like the world we're living in right now but just with all of the just the state of the world with the black lives matter and all of that and it's just like this they've kind of like learned to take up space like, yeah like everyone is kind of learning that not saying anything or about any of your opinions your values it's like people are almost like ashamed of them or like feel like they need to be sorry for thinking a certain way that they do and so they like hide or they keep their opinions to themselves when it's in reality it's like you have no reason to apologize and like your values your opinions are just as important yeah. as the next person like, you just like gotta speak yeah up. and just because your opinions or values might not match other people's that's fine because not every like if we all thought the same and were exactly the same there'd be no, like, the world would just be so lame, I feel like. If you have a different opinion, that almost sparks conversation with someone else that has a different opinion. Like, you know, you kind of come together and discuss why you think this way or why you feel this way. Yeah, and, like, me being, so I love, like, the Enneagram Mm -hmm. tests and stuff, and so I'm a nine, which is, like, the peacemaker, and, like, one of their, like, greatest characteristics or whatever is you can see like devil's advocate almost like you can see where one person is coming from but you can also see where another person is coming from like on both sides of an argument you're very much like that mediator and that's why I hate debate or like arguments so much because I'll have my opinion but then someone will share theirs and I'm like oh like that makes sense like I'm very much able to change my opinion and like kind of pivot and be like like just understand like see yeah like see it from their point of view for me personally in high school I almost wanted myself to be smaller you know what I mean like I was like the shy one I didn't I could we would stand in the commons in a circle and I wouldn't say a word you don't want to be the center of attention yeah unknown for whatever it's like I'd rather just be like mind my business be like almost just be there but like it's it's like now that I'm older it's not enough to just be there just in life as a whole it's not fulfilling yourself which is like they're one of the topics that I definitely like wanted to touch on was like you have to fulfill yourself and like by taking up space you're making an impact on not only other people's lives with the words you say, but also you're, like, improving your own self-worth and your own self-confidence by saying, like, no, what I say matters. And Yeah, which is, a th- which I feel like a lot of people struggle with confidence. 
So I have like rules to live by to 10 rules confident people live by and I'm just going to read through them real quick and if you have something to say like say it but I when I was reading through these I was like I don't even do half these things like I need to start taking steps to be more confident in my own self. So the first one is they know themselves and accept who they are which I feel like as so good on paper yeah like saying like oh i know myself yeah i know my values but then when you're in a conversation and someone asks you how that makes you feel and you're like uh, uh those are the like you have to have those difficult conversations like with other people and yourself mm-hmm. like you have to be like what do i believe and like what do i think yeah or like taking in anyone else's and i feel like down. as as i've gotten older i've almost like gotten to know myself more for me I feel like not like in high school I almost felt like I was not like putting on a persona but almost like holding myself back almost like Mm -hmm. I didn't yeah I didn't like know who I was or what I wanted to do or what and I think that just comes from just the high school environment in general like a lot of people struggle with like who they are many mixed messages from everyone and everything and if you're different, then that's a bad thing. That's how I feel like high schoolers and middle school feel like. Like, you can't be different. You have to be in this bubble with everybody else. Well, that's not the case at all. The second one is they believe in themselves and have faith in their own abilities. That's another thing that I don't do is, I like, downplay the things that I can do. Or if someone says, hey, can you do this? I'll be like, uh, I can try. Like, I'm almost telling myself I'm gonna fail before I even do yeah and you want to like I don't know if this is why you do it or not but I think one of the reasons I do that is because it's like I don't want to set these people up to have high expectations yeah of me. I want them to have like low expectations and then me ex- like outstand them like walk up cocky and then it turns out yeah, to be exactly. yeah because then I'm just like that insecure person where it's if someone like expect something and then I am like oh yeah like for sure like I'll do that and then it's because uh, then even when they say like oh yeah that's good it's like I'm thinking like well did they really like it like was it did it live up to their expectations it's a lot but I feel like you don't necessarily have to be cocky but if you just like tell yourself in like your head that like you don't even have to go up and tell everyone oh yeah I can definitely do that but right. if you tell yourself that oh I can do this and then like let's say it doesn't work out at least you tried you know what I mean you're not make setting yourself up for failure by saying that you can't do it before you even try also another thing when I was editing our first episode I say if that makes sense a lot and Chelsea and JC just did a what we said episode on like confidence and they said it do not say if that makes sense because you're almost like invalidating what you said and you're it's a different way of saying sorry yeah you're like thinking that what you said isn't like validated or makes sense whereas like people understand what you're saying you don't need to i that's something i need to work on for sure listen to that episode too and it's so many like podcasters like say that try to like come up with an excuse of like oh i just i say it because i know that sometimes like the things i say might come out wrong but if you put that idea in people's minds then they're gonna almost question yeah what you like, say oh well shit like do i listen to you like did that make sense 
well, is that true? Should I believe that? Yeah. It's like, if you just say what you want to say with confidence, like, that's how public speakers and just all that stuff, like, that's how they get their platforms and their publicity. It's because they say something with confidence that they believe in mm-hmm. and they inspire other people with how they say it and the charisma they have about the topic that they're like, that other people just believe it, whether or not it makes, like, someone could say the sky is green mm-hmm. and they, if they say it with confidence and someone would know, probably like, believe them yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know like oh yeah like that makes oh, i can believe that yeah it's so but if you say like oh the sky is green like, if that makes sense no it doesn't yeah so I'm, I'm disregarding whatever you just said yeah yeah oh, like you're that. almost like allowing people to overanalyze you yeah and criticize you um, number three is they don't let negative self-talk enter their mind. For this one, I th- I think it's almost impossible not to let any negative thoughts enter your mind. But if you consciously, you can you can think negative things, but when you're done thinking that thought, you should say like, okay, I had that thought. I'm not going to keep thinking that thought. I forgive myself for viewing myself in a negative way I'm going to move on and that's another thing that JC says a lot in their podcast is you can have negative thoughts but you need to forgive yourself and move on not dwell on that negative thought I think that is like a good like overall goal to have like that can be the end point the starting point is usually just catching your negative self-talk mm-hmm. you have to start by catching what you're telling yourself and calling it out for what it is like that it's a lie it is negative it's not true all of that and that's like when you start hearing it and you realize that oh this is negative this isn't helping me that's when you can change it and I have learned through a lot of like resources that you're not going to be able to just like you said, not let negative self-talk come into your head or turn every negative thought into positive. Sometimes you just have to start with neutral thoughts. So when you catch a negative thought coming into your head, like, oh, wow, I shouldn't have said that. That was stupid. Okay, well, you're probably not going to believe it's going to feel very outlandish if you're like, wow, I said the most intelligent thing. I'm so happy with how that went. Like that, your brain isn't going to be like, Oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah, I'm going to believe that. Mm-hmm. It, it, that just doesn't add up. So you kind of almost have to change it to the neutral thought of what I said was okay. It didn't harm me. I can work on it. So just like neutralizing that negative self-talk, catching it, and then neutralizing it so you can like work towards eliminating yeah. it and making it positive. That's good. Um, number four is they challenge themselves and push themselves to grow. Which also, which is just like stepping out of your comfort zone. And then number five is they take control of their life, have a positive outlook, and are in charge of their own attitude. I agree that a lot of confident people almost are aware of how things make them feel. If someone like says something that offends them, they're just so comfortable in their skin that they're aware that the way that this person feels about them is not facts if that make no that does make sense (laughs) okay (laughs) I'm not gonna say that does if that makes sense also 
they say that um they take charge of their own attitude i also view that as they don't let other people's opinion change the way they feel about themselves like they're in control of their own attitude towards every single thing in life okay so the quote i have to go along with what kaylee just read it's another pinterest thing it's really long so i'm just gonna like skip to the part that i think like actually relates to it and it's about like self-respect and it says it's not pride it's self-respect don't expect to see positive changes in your life if you surround yourself with negative people don't give part-time people a full-time position in your life know your value and what you have to offer and never settle for anything less than what you deserve so it's like you are in control of your attitude you are literally in control of every single thing in your life like whether you want to admit it or not every action thought that you have like in the grand scheme of things changes like the vibes you send into the universe the mm-hmm. vibes you send out to people and that will change how they interact with you and then that could change like it just it's a domino effect so you have to start with literally just yourself and like respecting yourself and knowing that you are in control of you and good things will come to you if you have control of that yeah and you have control of how you like feel like not that obviously if someone says something and it hurts your feeling that makes you feel bad but you can take that and turn it into a positive like okay that's their thought just because they think that doesn't mean that I need to think that about myself you You, can control other people's thoughts yeah feelings and actions but you can control yours yeah and you can control the way that that makes you feel like maybe not right when it happens but if you like work through it you don't have to like be brought down by other people like and I feel like once you realize that that will just boost your confidence so much because anybody's opinion really doesn't matter if 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 that's not true to who you think you are um number six is they are comfortable in their own skin which obviously everybody struggles with everyone has their own insecurities but I think knowing your insecurities and not allowing them not fixating on them and be a detriment yeah not letting like your insecurities like lead your life that's kind of how we talked about in the last episode um it's like what was I don't know if it was your biggest regret or Mm -hmm. something you wish you knew earlier but it's like not letting your insecurities your body personality any of that like keep you back from doing something that you want to do or think you would enjoy like if you have it holding you back from so many life experiences then it's just going to tenfold and get worse and worse and you're never going to work through that insecurity it's never going to become a neutral thing it's just always going to be this negative thing you carry on and are embarrassed about number seven is they are grateful for life's blessings I take this as, like, every morning, I don't necessarily think, like, oh, this is such a great day because I'm, like, living, but if you really think about it, like, just waking up is a blessing because, like, you don't, you don't have to wake up, like, you could die at any single moment, so I, just making the most of everything in life is just really important, and I think that will make people appreciate life more and almost make them want to do the things they want to do because we're we all have a limited time on this earth so we need to do what we want to do now and not have regrets when we're older because 
we were too scared or our insecurities held us back from achieving our goals or creating the life for ourselves that we wish we could have. I am a huge proponent for gratitude lists, I would say. I mean, if you like journaling, definitely gratitude journals are great. I struggle with not finding time because I definitely have the time, but but making myself sit down and like, I just, I stink at journaling. So I find it very helpful to just like have a gratitude list almost whenever I'm in just like that negative space or like, wow, life sucks. Like, what's the point? It's, I can pull out my list and be like, nope, I'm going to write down 10 things I'm grateful for. And if any of you guys have like listened to anything about like law of attraction, manifestation, all that fun stuff, um, definitely not going to get into it right now because it's a lot to take in. But mm-hmm. the essential idea is like, if you think about what you're grateful for and what you're happy for, you're going to be happy for more things and grateful for more things and those things will attract to you if you just constantly think about the things that suck that's all that you're going to think about and that's all that's going you're going to be surrounded yeah also if you notice every every negative thing you're only going to realize the negative things yeah exactly or but if you are grateful for like the little things like just anything you just having like a grateful mindset will just help you realize how much good there actually is in life whereas if you're like on the flip side if you're noticing all the bad things then that's what you're you're gonna look for brain is gonna be like those pathways in your brain will literally be programmed to look for the bad things yeah i stress this enough if you look for the positive that makes neural pathways in your brain to look for more positive things like just by trying to be happy will literally make you happy like it's a crazy concept. Number eight is they don't fear life's challenges and obstacles. Nine yeah. is <laughs> nine is they don't seek outside validation. So they don't feel like they need someone else to validate their own thoughts and opinions. And I have realized this in in just in my life with my family we have very different political views and I almost feel like because my family is they're older than me they feel like I should be persuaded because they have more knowledge or what's whatever they want to think but for me I feel like I don't need anybody else to validate the way I think or the way I feel if I want to have this opinion on someone or like on anything I'm okay to have that opinion and have my own thought process on things I don't need someone else to think the same way as me to validate the way I'm thinking is okay yeah no I totally agree I mean like with all things if you're only looking for the validation of others you are never going to be satisfied Mm -mm. you can be okay number this literally has nothing to do with it I don't know why she came to my mind but Charlie D'Amelio okay Biggest TikToker, whatever, like, biggest following on Mm -hmm. TikTok. I don't keep up with TikTok, but I know that for a fact. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest following. People were obsessed with her. She was getting a reality show. All these amazing things going on in her life, okay? She still had hate. Was it, like, probably 5% of the people that watched her? It wasn't a large percentage. Like, it was more minimal, on the minimal side. But... 
that's like what took over and she literally deleted her account she did at one point yeah i don't know if she like got it back Mm -hmm. or what but i know she deactivated at one point and was like i can't take this and i'm not saying like she's not taking the steps that we're talking about but that's just like such a prime example of like letting the outside speak and i'm i would do the same thing if i was her and everything but i'm just saying like if you're looking for that outside validation no matter how much people like you and how many people do it just takes one thing like if you're getting your value from outsiders that one thing is going to literally knock you down and be like wow okay like because i catastrophize i one thing like one person says something mean or like one person doesn't like me and it's like oh everyone hates me now Mm -hmm. that one person doesn't like me oh that means everyone else is lying to me and everyone hates me that also is like brings me to the thought that you are the only person that can make yourself happy you shouldn't rely on anyone else's opinions of you anything that someone else could possibly do for you to make you happy you need to be happy with your own self before you just if you rely on like your significant uh, significant other to make you happy on a day-to-day basis you're probably never going to be happy like you can't rely on someone else to make you feel good You need to make your own self feel good. I definitely think that was one, like, huge thing that I had to truly, truly work on in this past year, I would say, is when I actually, like, owned up to, I was just honest with myself about not necessarily happiness. I don't think I've ever truly, like, looked for happiness in other people, but I've definitely looked for validation. And it's like, no, like, do you really like me? Like... Like, I know you liked me yesterday, but do you still like me? Well, did I say that, and, like, did that make you mad? Like, do you hate me now? And it's just kind of those things are, are like, does this, like, the most common girl phrase you can think of, do these pants make me look fat? Mm-hmm. Or do these pants make my butt look big? Whatever. Whoever you're asking, you are looking for their validation. You are already thinking the thought that you want to think, and if people do not give you that validation that you are searching for, it is going to destroy you. So if you look for that validation in yourself, and you think, like, no, I, my ass is kicking in these pants. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're going to walk away. Like, you're going to walk into that room with confidence. You're not going to care about what other people think. And you're not going to be searching for that validation. And if someone doesn't necessarily approve or agree with what you think, it's not going to break you and crumble you. Because you know what you think. You've already, you've already done the validation. Mm-hmm. Like, you're good. You check that off the box. Yeah, you don't need anyone else to make you feel as if you're validated. Number 10 is they surround themselves with people who believe in them. And you kind of touched on this before, is you need to surround yourself with people. Know your worth. Yeah, know your worth. Know who you are as a person. Don't try and put fake personas on you or make you almost feel less of yourself for certain things you do. For me, I, like, we both... I have always had super small friend groups, you know. Oh, yeah. I've never been the type of person to feel the need to have so many friends to make me feel, like, whole. I'd rather have genuine people in my life that like me for me and don't feel the need to want to change me. I would definitely say, though, I mean, I think we have always had, like, decently small friend groups, but there was definitely a time, I don't know if it was... It was in, like, middle school. Like, we're talking years ago. But we weren't as close at this point. And 
I had to be with someone every single day. I could not be alone. I was, I tore myself up if I was alone. I was like, wow, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to hang out with me and all this stuff. And I've truly now learned that I never felt secure in those relationships. I never felt like we had a genuine friendship and that I was of any value to these people until I like, like got closer with you and just like other like small friend groups we've had. It's like, I felt like they want to talk to me. They want to hang out with me. Even if it wasn't every single day, like we don't hang out anymore every single day, but mm-hmm. like you're still my best friend. Yeah. Like I can five, six nights out of the week, I'm alone. And I don't go around anymore thinking like, oh, it's because everybody hates me and I'm unlikable. It's like you have to just like take that time. I feel like getting comfortable with just being with yourself is something that like, oh, yeah, so scary. But everyone needs to like, if you hate being with yourself, you need to figure out why you don't like being with yourself. Like, what about yourself is bringing your your own self down? Like, what lies are you telling yourself mm-hmm. that's making it uncomfortable for you to sit in your own head? Yeah. And for me, that's always something that I've done, like, fairly well on. I like having my own space. I, I almost, I, I thrive when I'm with my friends, but when I'm alone, I feel like I thrive with myself. You know, like, sometimes if, like, I'm upset, then I don't like being alone, but on a day-to-day basis, I love having my alone time. Like, if everyone leaves the house, cool, I'm alone. Not being on other people's schedule, I'm like, I'm a free woman. Literally. That was the last point that I had for 10 rules covenant people live by. This doesn't, like, necessarily relate to, like, people believing in you, but kind of how you were talking about... I guess it kind of goes with number nine and ten. Never force someone to make a space in their life for you. Because if they know your worth, they will surely create one for you. So it kind of goes goes with, like, the taking up space. It's like, don't force space. Mm-hmm. Like, if there's not space for you... You shouldn't even want to have yeah. that space because they're that not even... They're not, yeah, they're not even... They're not seeing your worth. So what's even the point trying to be in their life? Yeah, so... If they know your worth and they see the value in you, there's going to be a space. But if you walk into it and you don't see a space, do not force it because it'll drive you crazy. 90% of the time it will end poorly. Yeah, it'll push like, them away. They'll be like, girl, I don't got space. Like, yeah. keep pushing you out. And or it's, it's just... like a fake relationship and you yeah. don't want that either. We talked about this quote before we started the podcast, but it says, stop shrinking to fit in places you've outgrown. So another thing that I think everyone needs to know is that you can have really good relationships throughout your life, but sometimes those relationships aren't meant to last forever. And if they're like holding you back or bringing you down, do not shrink yourself to fit into their space like with them you know what I mean you you as a person still need to grow and prosper and if you feel like someone or something is holding you back and not letting you grow to your full potential you just need to move on and it might be hard if it's like a person but sometimes it just needs to be done and like if you close a door if you're closing a door from someone that is holding you back 
you'll probably have so many doors to pick from in the future because you're allowing yourself to grow and prosper into who you want to be. You're not holding yourself back. I definitely, like, love that you, like, related it to relationships because I definitely think that is a, like, big thing. Like, people keep trying to go back to Mm -hmm. what's comfortable and even if it didn't work for them in the past. Another thing I definitely see or I saw this play out in my life is when I was, like, 18 or 19 is when I think I really started to own in on, like, the number 10 rule that we talked Mm -hmm. about and just, like, the alone time and being confident in myself and being comfortable in my own head, my own space, and not being insecure if I wasn't constantly, like, talking to someone or hanging out with someone. Um, And then when I went off to college and I stayed in a dorm, it's like all of these girls were with people 24-7. Like, I know, and I know that's how, like, a lot of colleges are. It's, like, you're living so close to everyone that you're just constantly with people. But I had worked on that for so long that I found it almost, like, threatening to the progress that I had made if I went back to chasing people down and making sure I had, like, stressing myself out about having plans 24-7 and, like, trying to find, like, okay, maybe if I wake up at five in the morning, I'll have a little bit of alone time where I can like figure things out when in reality it's, I could have done that at any point in the day and that should have been fine. So that's one of the reasons that I moved home and went to a different school, not because that lifestyle is bad, not because it wasn't working for any of those people. It was truly just because I had worked so hard to grow And then I was trying to shrink back into a place that I had outgrown. Yeah, you're almost, like, backtracking on your progress. Yeah, just to fit in. Yeah. In reality, like, no reason. I shouldn't have felt that way, but for my sanity, I was like, all right, like, I'm going to continue to grow and not take a step back to feel validated by others. The next thing I want to talk about, the word fine. That's my favorite word. (laughs) Who doesn't? respond like when someone says how are you fine or like okay or pretty Mm -hmm. good like it's it just happens it comes out it is programmed in our brain Mm -hmm. but this quote it got me thinking so it says insisting that everything is just fine is another way of making yourself invisible the amount of times i say it's fine i'm fine Mm -hmm. everything's fine I feel as if I say I'm fine, not even when I'm upset, but just when I don't know. Like, I'm not happy. Like, I'm neutral. I, like, yeah, today yeah, has been, think about it's it. been an average day. Like, yeah. I'm fine. It's like, nothing's great, nothing's Bad. terrible, but it's just fine. What really got me thinking was, like, I hate conflict. I feel upset and I get mad at things, but I hate admitting that and, like, talking, especially to that person. So, if someone makes me a little upset or makes me mad, I'm never going to be like, well, this is what, like, I'm, I feel like I'm almost worse than, like, some guys with the whole communication. Like, in theory, I know what I need to do, but, like, when it comes to the execution part, it's not grand. I, I was like, no, it's fine. Like, no, nothing's wrong. Why would something be wrong? Why would I be mad? Mm -hmm. Today, 
I just need to get the, oh, everything's fine. It's just fine. Because if I keep, kind of just like this quote says, if you keep telling yourself that and telling other people that, like, that's the story you're, that's the story you're telling, for one. And like this says, it's just another way of making yourself invisible. It's just another way to invalidate whatever you're actually feeling, whatever opinion you actually have. Because it's fine is not an inviting phrase for someone to be like, oh, well, what's wrong? Or, oh, well, what should we do? It's mm-hmm. a, oh, okay. And that it stalls conversation. It's just... And even, like, if someone were to say, I'm fine, and then the person you are speaking with is like, oh, what's wrong? It's And if, like, for me, if there's not anything necessarily wrong, that almost not makes me mad, but it's like you're almost making them guess how you feel rather than just telling them like like, play mind reader please yeah and something that i've realized like if you want something done or you feel some type of way you need to let me know i can't sit here and read your mind like a lot of the i can't remember where i heard it but if you have expectations 90 percent of the time you're going to be let down unless you let that person know what you're expecting or what you hope that will come a bit of it you need to you can't just expect people to know how you feel or know what you want done because you will just be let down you need to speak how you're feeling to like communicate you can't read other people's minds so don't expect them to read yours yeah you may think you are giving the most obvious clues and by saying i'm fine that that's saying it all that says everything no that person is probably hearing, oh, she's fine. Yeah. It's all good. We ain't got a problem. Yeah. You have to literally, like, say it like it is. Yeah. And sometimes that har- that's hard, but the more you practice, the better you will get at it. And you don't even have to, like, say it as it is. I'm almost that statement has, like, a stigma of being mean. Like, if you say it how it is, you're kind of, like, coming at someone. But it doesn't even necessarily have to be like that. You just say how you're feeling. Say, like, what... Like, your expectations or, you know, it can be a positive thing. It doesn't need to have, like, a negative stigma attached to it. So, another thing that I have been doing lately (laughs) is um, riding the Peloton. I think I talked a little bit about that Mm -hmm. in the last episode. My homegirl number one favorite instructor is Robin I'm going to feel so embarrassed if I mispronounce her last name, but I think it's Arzon. Mm-hmm. But this, she is the most kick-ass woman I have ever had the honor of just, like, watching. And so, some of the other instructors, like, I truly have not found one that I dislike. But her words just, like, hit differently. And kind of how we were talking about earlier, it's like, there's always something to be grateful for and like counting your blessings one she always starts off her rides with congratulations you woke up this morning yeah and it's like whoa why are you congratulating me I didn't do nothing yet I just my eyes just open but it's like she is just so much about that gratitude of like you woke up and she always says I'll give you suggestions of like what to do on how to do the workout and stuff but it's not uh it's not a scream type of instructor where it's like do it do it you can do it go go it's like 
she'll give you the suggestion. She'll be like, okay, go this fast. But if that's not your thing, don't. Yeah. And then at the end of her ride, so she always starts it with, like, the congratulations, you woke up, and you're on the bike. Like, that's incredible. And she ends it with, whatever you did today was good enough. Whether you did 10 minutes of meditation or you did 60 minutes of hit training, like, interval training, like, Mm -hmm. It does not matter. Whatever you did is good enough. And so I guess I'll talk about this quote. Um, It's from a book, I believe, uh, called Daring to Take Up Space. And I have not read the book. I actually kind of want to because I I found so many good quotes from it. It kind of says something very similar to like what Robin always says, like, "Let, let whatever you do today be enough. Let go of the judgment you have about what you should be or could be doing and today allow yourself to just be so I think a lot of people might see that I think if I like past mindsets I've had I would see that as like just being that's just being lazy that's just (laughs) giving people an excuse to like mope around when in reality it's like honoring whatever you're feeling that day honoring whatever you get done and saying it was good enough like Yes, we have a short amount of time on this earth, but also we have, like, there's nothing so pressing that you need to be go, 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 busy, busy 24-7 and can never rest because that's also not living your life to the fullest, even though it feels like it because you never have a second of rest time. You're like, I'm doing it all, but that's also... And then comes in, like, the comparison of, like, well, this person's doing it. They're doing it all. They're working 24-7. And you're like, so I can't just, like, sit around all day. That Mm -hmm. makes me worse. Makes me not good enough. And it ties in all these feelings of, like, the outside validation comparison, all that. Bring it all together. It's just allowing yourself to believe that whatever you did was good enough and just, like, letting that judgment go. Yeah. Another thing that I hear a lot is um you like you every day like you try your best even if you don't if you don't feel the best and you lay in bed all day you're still doing your best like because if you did feel good you would have gotten out of bed and done something it's just like you're doing your best in every day and you shouldn't be bringing yourself down by thinking you're not doing enough or that you're not, like, keeping up with everyone around you because your life is different than any, than anybody yeah. you think. If you're laying in bed and you really want to get up, but you're using self-talk and saying, no, you're going to worsen yourself today and lay in this bed, okay, that that's probably a problem. Like, yeah. that's probably what we talked about. But if you physically are just, like, physically, mentally, just like, I need a day. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Like, you took that day, and that is enough. That's mm-hmm. enough for that day. Not every single day has to be this cookie-cutter, picture-perfect, pr- productive, fabulous day. To end off the podcast, I just have a list of a couple things that you and I and everyone listening can do every single day just to build their confidence and work towards being the most confident person you can be. Number one is walk tall, smile, and look at others in the eyes. I usually, when I talk, look at people in the eyes. That's just something that, because I used to, when someone was talking to me, 
I would almost not be listening. Like, I'd hear them, but I wouldn't comprehend. And it was because I wasn't, like, looking at them. Yeah, because you are almost thinking about... Glue, glue, yeah. Glue, don't look. Oh, this is gonna be so awkward. Where do yeah. I look? Where do I look? Instead I feel like, of, like what they're saying. I've gotten the more you look at someone in the eyes when you speak to them, the more they feel you're listening to them and you're understanding what they're saying, and it's also making you more comfortable with looking people in the eye. Number two is each day create one small task to stretch beyond your comfort zone. It's definitely important to like go outside of your comfort zone. Just one thing to keep in mind, I guess, like, with that tip is kind of just like what we talked about. It's okay not to have a perfect, productive day every single day. So, like, those challenges and out of your comfort zone can mean something different every single day. It doesn't have to be, like, okay, so today I'm going to go skydiving, and then tomorrow I'm going to go bungee jumping, and then the next day I'm going to go on television and do a public speech, and I hate public speaking, like... It doesn't have to be these huge, crazy things. It could just be if you like the way someone's hair looks and you don't feel comfortable telling them that you like their hair because... For me, I'm a shy person. I Not that I hate complimenting people, but it's it's uncomfortable me, for me to start a conversation start a conversation with someone I don't know. Mm-hmm. So even just giving someone you don't know a compliment, that's a step out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and it could be something so simple as like, that nobody else would even notice. Like, you're going to wear a pair of underwear that you think is a little, like, out of your comfort zone. Or you're going to try a new eyeshadow. In reality, maybe someone will notice, but in the grand scheme of things, probably not. But it pushed you, and it made you a little bit more uncomfortable. So, just finding those, like, small things just to, like, change up your day a little bit. Number three is kind of the same. It's seek out uncomfortable situations to help you grow. Number four is create a good self-image, which we kind of touched on earlier. It's, you're not always going to view yourself as some amazing, like, you will have self-doubt and negative thoughts, but just really realizing that you're having that thought and letting that thought pass and forgiving yourself for having that thought will just help you progress and it will help you create a better self-image of yourself. Number five is speak slowly and distinctively. This is one thing that I noticed with myself because I hate public speaking. When I go up to give a speech, I don't even care if I make sense. I'm rambling that shit out and I'm gonna go sit back down. (laughs) It's gonna be five seconds when it's supposed to be five minutes and that is fine. Literally, I, I think that as I get older, and even just with talking to people that I may feel uncomfortable talking to, like, people high up in my company and stuff, if I, like, really think about what I'm saying, it makes me feel more confident than if I'm just rambling random stuff at them, and they're just, like, it's just, like, all over the place. So, just really think about what you're going to say, and be confident in what you're saying, and how you're saying it to them. Um, number six is achieve small, easy to attain goals to help you feel successful. So we kind of talked about this in the last episode that when I set a goal, it's like a goal way in like five years from now. So I don't feel as if I am doing anything to reach that goal. But if you set small goals for yourself in the day, like then that will make you feel successful. Like today I want to get a video fully edited. Okay, that's achievable. Let's do it, and then I'll feel successful. Yeah, it's like 
setting one major goal and then setting steps to make progress on that goal. Seven is at the end of the day, write down five things you're grateful for. I don't necessarily write down things I'm grateful for. I know you journal. I've never really been the type of person to journal. I feel I like list. I sh- oh list. <laughs> I cannot journal, but I do. Yes, I do. I feel like I need to start writing the things down that I'm grateful for every single night, or I try every single night to pray. And in my prayer, it's almost like not like a standard prayer. Like I'm just talking to God, mm-hmm. and I like let Him know like things that um I'm grateful for in the day and like things that I wish he'd help me with and I think I would almost feel like I'm doing more for myself if I am writing these things down kind of like with your goals a lot of people say if you have goals write them down so that you can see them and be reminded of them yeah like my vision board it's like I will look at that every single day and I try to remember a little bit more number eight is declutter your living space or workspace which I can't live in clutter the last one is be nice to others. Because if you ain't nice, people ain't gonna be nice to you. <laughs> Treat others the way you wanna be treated. Those are just some things that you and I and anyone listening to this can take and run with, like to cr- start helping build their own confidence. Um, another quote that I kind of wanted to end on, though I, I found this um, quote on Pinterest as well. It's It says, we tend to forget that baby steps is still moving forward. Even if you do the smallest thing to make yourself feel more confident, it's still doing something for yourself. So you don't need to take, like you said, a big leap of faith, jump out of a helicopter or go cliff diving to make yourself feel like you're moving towards being a more confident person. Even just the smallest thing, like saying your eyelashes look good, you know what I mean? To someone that you don't know, that's still a step forward. You're still trying to better yourself and step out of your comfort zone and make yourself a more confident person. Yeah, I think that was one thing. I've definitely been working on it, but I did struggle with it so much. Like, I did not want to try something that I did not think I was going to be perfect at the first try because that's almost, in my eyes, accepting failure Mm -hmm. or accepting that I'm not good at something. Whereas if I just never tried, then, like, I don't really know. Maybe I'm perfect at it, but but I'm not going to go to find out. And so one thing I really have worked on and I hate to bring up the Peloton again, but, like, I was, my parents have been doing that for years, and I was terrified to do it, because I was, like, what if I am not even good at it, and then I'm just gonna feel bad about myself, because I'm not in as good a shape as I thought, or I can't do as much as others, and let me tell you, when I first started, that's exactly what happened. I was not to the suggestions that they were giving I was like how in the world and now I'm sometimes going even faster or going even heavier than like the suggestion you'll get better as you practice like we're well aware that our first episode or your first video yeah or it was cringy like yeah like it but everything starts from somewhere think about apple for goodness sakes that little ipod nano would any of us be desiring that today probably not maybe a five-year-old but not anyone that's seen an iphone yeah and but it didn't start off with the most perfect newest version of the iphone it started off with an idea a prototype and then they moved on and 
keep improving and that's how all these companies honestly have just gained all this momentum and support that they do because they had an idea they started okay and then they improved on fixing the glitches or improving where they could so if you start something and you're or if you don't start something because you're too scared okay then you're never going to get to the quote-unquote perfect or improved version because you need to start but then also if you do start and you just aren't looking for ways to improve and you're just trying to constantly defend yourself of like no it's good enough it's good I'm fine it's fine it's like okay that's also not helping you so you have to have that confidence in knowing that you can start and do whatever you want but you can also live in the fact that it wasn't perfect it isn't going to be perfect and there's always room for improvement yeah you're not going to be an expert on something the first time you do it kind of just to pull it back to the quote that i started or that we started this episode off with is stop folding your corners stop making yourself small and invisible like be known use your voice, say it with confidence, stand with confidence, walk into a room and say, I deserve to be here. And if there isn't space for you, do not try to force it, accept it and move on to a bigger and better room. Exactly. So that's it for this episode. Honestly, we need to do more like this. I don't know. Just last night when I was going through Pinterest, like I was like feeling all types of inspired. So that's the end of this episode. If you want to follow us, we have an Instagram. It's at Simply Marie Podcast. And then my Instagram is Kaylee underscore pretty. And then my YouTube channel is just at Kaylee Pretty. My Instagram is just Alexis Rims. R E M S. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Don't add no silly I. There's no I. Literally, yeah. Also, if you like listening to us make sure to leave a rating and review on the apple podcast app leaving a review will just give us more engagement which will help let our podcast be suggested to others share it with your friends give us some ideas of anything you want to hear about because we like educating ourselves and, like, learning more about things, researching it a little bit, and then, like, giving our take. I definitely, like, this is how this episode came about. It's, like, I heard one thing, and I was, like, ooh, that sounds interesting. I want to learn more. Mm-hmm. Learned all about it. Pitched it to Kaylee, like, hey, girl, listen to this. Like, yeah. So, anything that you think we should know about, think a little deeper about, laugh about, talk about, whatever. Any suggestions are good suggestions. Thank you for listening, and I guess we'll talk to you in the next one. Thanks, guys. Bye.